0: Welcome to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast with Kimberly Griego Kyle, on behalf of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. In this podcast, I discuss sustainable impact investing, how to create portfolios that match your values, and a variety of other topics such as financial education, environmental sustainability, social justice, and sustainable food systems. Do you wanna know if your investments seek the kind of accountability from corporations that you demand? Listen in as I explore the burning question, are you investing like you give a damn?
1: Hello and welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Grego Kyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. Kim, how are you?
0: Uh, It's a good day. How about you? It's a fantastic day. It's a part two day. It's a part two day. It is a part two day but part two day um, today. Yeah. So I I I really want to ask a question. What's the weather like at the end of March in Omaha?
1: Yesterday was seventy.
0: Oh my god. Today we have
1: high winds and it's going to be a high of 40. So, you know, it just oh. doesn't make up its mind. It's yeah. It, it hasn't given up the ghost yet of winter's past or however yeah. that I wanted to strangle a little, uh, you know, the uh, groundhog when he came out and said eight more weeks, but that wouldn't be friendly to the podcast or, you know, the groundhog. No, so, forget that. Yeah. Forget him. Yeah. yeah. All right.
0: Well, <laughs> let's, let's talk about, uh, th- this is a part two. Uh, we had two amazing women for the first part of this conversation from the Alpha Mundi foundation. Mm -hmm. and we talked about what they're doing, what their mission is, the theory of change. And if you want to hear more about that, please go back and listen to podcast 90 and, and hear the first part of this conversation. So you get a little bit of a background on, on what the Alpha Mundi Foundation does in Africa and Latin America. It's, it's some amazing work. Absolutely. So Uh, Again, we had, or we we still do have La Day, and she is the executive director of the Alpha Mundi Foundation. And we have Haley, who is the communications lead at that nonprofit. And I want to reintroduce them and tell them thank you for coming back for part two.
2: Amazing. Thanks for having us, Kim. Yeah.
0: Well, this has been a very exciting uh, conversation for me, the first part of it, because I really love... I don't know why I really love talking about the work in Africa. And um, it's, you know, I, I think this is like the third time I've had different folks on talking about work being done in Africa. And what's interesting for me is, I, you know, I went to bed last night thinking about this conversation and there are so many things that I love To talk about, and I want to be learning along with my listeners. And that is exactly what happened on our first podcast. And I think we'll be even more so on this second one. So let's discuss a a brief recap. Let's do a brief recap of who AMF is and what an SME is. I want to talk about, I want to get a little more into the details of SMEs or structured blended finance products. So who wants to take that? Both of you? One of you. from um, Haley, go for it.
2: <laughs> well, maybe I'll, I'll uh, provide just a quick intro here of uh, the Alpha Moody Foundation. So the Alpha Moody Foundation was founded seven years ago. Uh, we became operational in 2018. And since then, we've worked really hard each day to support small and medium-sized enterprises or SMEs as you're calling them him in Africa and Latin America. And we work to help them incorporate gender and climate smart operations into their companies. And ultimately, all of this is is meant to help them scale both their financial returns and also the social and environmental impact that they're creating in their companies and in their communities. So essentially, in terms of uh, a tangible way that we work towards this. So we specifically support these SMEs with structured blended finance products to essentially de-risk their operations and help them scale. Uh, but I've got a blended finance guru on the call, which is Lade, <laughs> and uh, she can <laughs> definitely expand more on that and uh, certainly talk to your point, uh, Kim, about uh, more about blended finance throughout yeah. this this episode today.
0: All right, great, Lade, it's your turn.
2: Go for it. Absolutely. So
3: we provide structured blended finance to SMEs, as, as Haley mentioned, and that includes gender smart, uh, climate smart technical assistance, before, during, after investment, concessional loans, investment stage grants, guarantees, scaling capital. And what we're trying to do ultimately is to help more SMEs become commercially viable so that they can then go to market and raise commercial investment from traditional investors on their own merit, on the strength of their fundamentals and financials and business performance, while at the same time creating positive social and environmental impact.
0: I, I really like the way you explain that. And what I picture in my head when I when you talk about it, and I'm, I'm thinking about how you're providing support for these um, small and middle-sized companies, it's, it's like a, a, a net you you know you're covering them with a net uh, underneath like you're holding them up and providing them with some resources to get them going so that they can then fly on their own absolutely yeah that's a really good analogy <laughs> i don't know why it's just it's what was picturing in my head and you know i think about uh the investment part of it and you know because of course i'm a financial advisor and that's how i come to this but in my opinion we can invest in things all day long but if we don't really pay attention or are aware of the impact or are focusing on the impact, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I mean that's my opinion. We, we really have to focus on impact for for long-term gain and I kind of address this this particular issue before we start talking about impact because it was a week or so ago that the um, scientists with the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change issued another, dire warning uh, about, you know, what, what we need to be doing, or we are going to lose the battle on climate change. And so uh, I don't want to get on a soapbox, but it's like, we have to do it. We have to do it all now. And so let's talk about, I want to move into some impact pieces of, of what you are doing in your work. And you Absolutely. let's yeah, I mean that's like a, a broad, I, I guess I got on my soapbox too long, but for example, in your impact report, you you share the story of Marie Claire and her work as a female agricultural engineer. And she is a woman after my own heart. Trust me. I love uh talking about agriculture and food food systems and and all of that, but you have completely supported her and gotten her started in her business. So what other successes can you share with us or even you know something that didn't work i'm happy to hear that too <laughs> we can let,
3: let's start with the successes we're very proud of all of the companies that we have been fortunate to work with and we have a portfolio as i mentioned of uh, 29 of these companies that have received um, technical assistance from the foundation over the past five six years let me speak about you know a couple drawing from Kenya for instance. So, Ken Taste is a well-known manufacturer of coconut products. So you know derivatives. They do coconut cream, coconut oil, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And our intervention allowed them to effectively see a 27% um, increase in their business performance. And they were also able to incorporate more women into their task force. This is a brand that is well-established in East Africa. And we're just so proud that we have been able to uh, work with them and support them. Uh, We also have another company also in Kenya called AgSol. And they manufacture leading edge solar powered agro processing machines. These are for off-grid farming communities. So I mentioned in the last podcast that upwards of 600 million people don't have access to reliable electricity and most often they are in rural areas. So our technical assistance allowed them to develop a custom motor for their micro mill unit. And this included a fully custom motor that's tailored for off-grid solar agro processing. And in turn, this new mill is 25% more efficient and also has increased their output by 200%. Um,
0: so
3: we've seen, yeah, so we've seen some, you know, pretty impressive performance from uh, these companies and, and we're very proud to have played a role in supporting their business growth.
0: That, those are amazing. And I, I'm remembering on the last podcast, you talked about the solar refrigerator. And, you know, the, all of these things are incredibly important to these rural communities in Africa and Latin America as well, in terms of getting them uh, the support they need to, to farm or, you know, uh, have safe and healthy food, uh, all of those types of things. So it's it's really some, some fascinating work that you're doing. And the impact is amazing. Haley, what can you add to this conversation?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just so many stories that have come from the the small and medium-sized businesses that we we have supported. So just another example is Anka, which is a SaaS e-commerce platform and marketplace. And essentially, they enable customers to buy, sell, and discover African-inspired products. So amazing platform. And essentially, through the technical assistance that we provided them, they were able to conduct a feasibility study on what they called an agri-grid model. And that essentially integrated a mini grid electrification with agribusiness opportunities in rural communities. And essentially later on, as a result of this, they were awarded the African Solar Company of the Year for the development of that model. So, yeah, I mean, there's just so many stories, Kim. And it's I think at the end of the day, you know, it goes back to. Certainly one of the points that you were mentioning at the start there, which is, you know, we have to take action. And one of the greatest ways to create tangible change in economies is supporting, you know, businesses such as this. I think also came across a stat that uh, I think it's by the Global Commission on the Economy and and Climate. And essentially the costs of inaction on climate change can be enormous and can Mm -hmm. actually lead to potential losses of up to 5% of global GDP per year by 2050. So again, like these things, I think the big myth that we're trying to bust at uh, the Alpha Mundi Foundation is that these things, they're not mutually exclusive. You know, if you prioritize and incorporate climate smart principles and also, you know, apply a gender lens within your investing decisions and within your practices, if you're running a a business, it just creates better financial returns. So yeah, there's there's so many amazing stories of impact that I think we've had the great opportunity to, to encounter.
0: Yeah, this is uh, really interesting work and amazing work that you're doing. And I'm reminded of, you know, there's a lot of studies that show corporations that are, that have women at the the head of them or significantly in the C-suite tend to perform better. And so when you're moving women into these positions there in Africa, I can only imagine that that also helps with some of the impact but it also provides jobs. And, you know, th- these are things that are so important as we go into probably a little bit of a global recession. So we want to make sure that we are continuing to support these companies. So it's, it's really great. Is there anything you can share about a project that just didn't go like you wanted it to not necessarily a failure, but, um, you know, maybe it just wasn't quite as successful as you had planned because that happens. It
3: it does happen, and you know we have the sad story of one of our portfolio companies that has gone insolvent. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when COVID hit, you know I, I mentioned this in our last uh, conversation that you know part of the issue with SMEs and emerging markets is that they're not resilient and they're not able to raise investment because the standard uh, formalized operations that you would expect. From companies in developed markets are simply lacking we have a portfolio company that unfortunately didn't survive covid mm. and even though they received you know some lifeline from a couple investors it just wasn't sufficient they didn't have enough runway and ultimately had to close shop and we had actually provided them with two technical assistance projects that they were not able to complete mm. because effectively they needed to you know close their operations and let people go. So it does happen. Maybe if in our specific case, if we had been able to complete some of these interventions at an earlier stage and they had built up a reserve before the pandemic hit, then they might have been anti-fragile. But unfortunately, these are some of the challenges that SMEs face when working in emerging markets. And it's it's really sad for us to see this, this company in particular because They had a very unique and innovative product that they had developed and that we saw was going to create and had the potential to create significant development and social and environmental impact.
0: Oh, that's heartbreaking. And I think we forget already how much of an impact COVID had on all of us, whether it's Africa or the US or South America, you know, there's a lot of companies that just didn't make it through. And- Mm -hmm. It, our, our economies and our climate are, they're very fragile. And, you know, anything like this can, can simply throw a wrench into to what our future expectations are. Are there any specific criteria that you look for uh, as, as an organization, as your nonprofit is um, Alpha Mundi, before you fund a project, before you really get into working with a, a company? Yes. And and Haley, please
3: jump in. So first of all, we have a positive, we do positive and negative screens on gender. So we want to see whether the companies are already gender diverse. So who owns the company? Do they have female representation on their management teams, on their boards, you know, across the workforce and whatnot? So that's the starting point for us. And also, are they thinking externally about being gender inclusive? So if they have a supply chain, do they intentionally look for companies that are gender diverse themselves, that are female uh, run and, or, or owned? Are they thinking about how to develop products and services to meet the specific needs of women? Are they thinking about you know, branding, uh, placement channels, distribution channels? So all of that goes into our initial assessment. And even if a company doesn't already have this, they need to at least be willing, and we need to have buy-in from the most senior levels. Um, so if they're willing to incorporate this, but they need a little bit of handholding, then we can provide that support to them. Of course, you know, climate is incredibly important. So we also want to be sure that we're working with companies that are already either already incorporating sustainability into their operations or are looking at ways in which they can. So I I will just highlight those two. And um, Haley, if there's others that you wanted to know, please, please go ahead.
2: Yeah. So I think the other thing too, just to to add to Lottie's point is, you know, they have to show some legitimate financial traction. So maybe Lottie can speak to that. I I don't want to get the figure wrong with this, but I do know that they need to show some legitimate revenue by the time that they arrive at our doorstep. Maybe Lottie, do you mind clarifying the, the specific amount?
3: So for us, uh, we can work with early stage companies that are, you know, pre-revenue. We have a sister organization called Alpha Mundi Group, which is a Swiss gender lens impact investor, has been investing for about 12 years. They've, you know, placed about $100 million into 54 companies in Africa and Latin America, operating across sustainable food and agriculture, renewable energy and financial services. And they are typically investing debt, equity, and mezzanine financing into Mm. growth stage companies. These are companies that have, you know, hit revenues exceeding a million dollars, and they're typically placing one to $2 million tickets. So typically, by the time a company goes through our TA program, they might, you know, further down be eligible or attractive to the group for an investment, or the group might also refer companies to us that they want to invest in, but they recognize that there might be some gaps that could be filled through our technical assistance. So we ourselves, you know, tend to be a bit more generous in in terms of working with earlier stage companies, but then our sister organization is really focused on the growth stage.
0: Amazing. Amazing. I, you know, it's, it's interesting. I'm taking notes as we're talking because I want to remember some of these things. Of course I could go back and listen to the podcast, but we're talking about, you know, helping small farmers. We're, we're talking about um, supporting women in the farming business. We're talking about supporting solar projects, which will make life better either through farming or food systems or any of those pieces. All of this is so important. And, you know, I think financing is difficult to get, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, raising capital to, to be able to provide the financing that you want with these companies can be probably a big part of your job in terms of like, you know bringing in more more financing i don't know how you do it, it that would be really difficult work for me <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> let me ask one more question on this uh you know what what's the vision for alpha mundi foundation going forward i mean we would assume it, it's a relatively young organization 7 years mm-hmm. uh, how do how are you adjusting your priorities and making changes and and looking at what you want to do next? Our big ambition
3: is, as I mentioned in our last conversation, is we want to start by moving the needle. So instead of 2% of companies being investable, we want to help, you know, 18% more so that 20% of companies are actually able to raise capital. And we have 20% more better performing companies, better run companies, gender diverse companies, Uh, companies that incorporate sustainability into their operations. And those companies are already creating positive impact locally through jobs, the products and services, the innovation that they're contributing, and, and so on. And at the same time, they're providing attractive risk adjusted returns to investors, and also just demonstrating that there is a business case for investing in SMEs with the gender and climate lenses that we apply. So that is our ultimate um, ambition is we want to see more companies be able to raise capital to grow and to be better run and create these positive externalities.
0: Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I think that's some amazing and and good work that you have coming forward. Have you gotten financing from institutional investors or is this mostly smaller, obviously high net worth um, or foundations that it sounds like you've been getting funding from, but what about institutional investors?
3: So institutional investors have
0: funded the group. So they have
3: invested, um, the group has managed two funds to date. So they have institutional capital in those funds because we're a nonprofit. We tend to, you know, obviously we get uh, funding from the group itself, which donates a percentage of its uh, profits, but then we also have donors who have provided funding for us and for which we are you know, grateful that we have been able to implement some very interesting uh, programs. So those have primarily been our, our sources of funding our, for ourselves.
0: Okay, great. Haley, do you have anything you want to add to the vision for Alpha Mundi Foundation going forward?
2: Yeah, I think one point just to build off of what Lade was saying there is, I think the real thing is, you know, we're thinking big, you know, we want to really push towards economic transformation. You know, one thing that certainly attracted me to the the foundation and one of the first conversations that I had with Lade when I joined was, you know, as she said, we don't just want to work towards, you know, incremental poverty reduction, which you can see so oftentimes in you know, in programs and initiatives where you know we want to push people from say earning one or two dollars a day to four dollars, but is that really allowing you know someone and their you know communities to thrive? Mm. Not really. You know, I think through all of this work and again by investing and supporting in small medium small and medium sized businesses, which like I mentioned in the the first episode, are in so many ways, truly like the backbone of economies, you know, we really want to push the needle um, and, and really work towards real economic transformation and prosperity. So it's not just a kind of thinking small, you know, it's about actually investing in businesses to help emerging markets uh, really grow and hit the level of transformation that we really want to see.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that, Uh, you know, focusing on these emerging markets and, work in Southern Africa, uh, you know even in some Asia, Asian countries. But if we focus on emerging markets, I think I think we can make a big difference in in the rapid increase of climate change. I think we can reduce that number um, by focusing on 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 these types of businesses in this area of the world. It's that's my thought on it. (laughs) So I just want to say that this has been an amazing conversation with the two of you and we could probably continue, you know, for another hour, but maybe we can save that for another time. You know, uh, doing a double podcast is always fun. Having you come back and, and talk with us. I learned a lot. I really didn't know much about structured uh, finance projects. I, you know, I was excited to hear more about your work in, you know, countries from Zambia to Cambodia. And, you know, it's just, it's interesting. I really believe, as I just said, that if we're to mitigate and stop the effects of climate change, it has to begin in this region. And I want to thank you a hundred times over for joining me on the Deep Impact Investing podcast. Any last words you want to
2: share? Just thanks so much, uh, Eric and and Kim, for having us today. And uh, if anyone would like to learn more about the foundation, you're welcome to visit our website at alphamundifoundation.org or visit our social media channels at alphamundifdn.
0: Thank you.
3: Lade? And I just wanted to say thank you so much, Kim, for having us. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. And I look forward to... Coming back in the future and talking more about structured blended finance for SMEs in Africa
0: and Latin America. Excellent. I'm going to take you up on that. And Eric, I want you to jump in here and let me know if you have any questions. I know you didn't on the first podcast because you were just like soaking it all in, but.
1: Here's the problem (laughs) (laughs) is that the, the things that you guys are talking about just get me right. I can't get the number 600 million people without Consistent or regular electricity, or any electricity, in a lot of cases, I'm sure. Yes, I wrote, I, wrote I wrote that down too. I wrote it down, down. right in front of me. Yeah, and I just, I, it's, it's hard for me to grasp that. That's twice the population of the United States, basically, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just that, that just blows my mind. So Haley and La this podcast is named Deep Impact Investing, right? And you guys are making such a deep and wide impact in so many communities, and I, I just applaud what you do. I was honored to be sitting here listening to the three of you talk about this stuff, and and it, again, I don't have any questions. I just want more info. So I'm glad you gave the contact info, um, Kim. Thank you. I mean, this yeah. is this is why I'm here, honestly. Absolutely. It's I mean, Because of you, but still, your guests are pretty amazing as well.
0: <laughs> I do have amazing guests, and and La and Haley have been fabulous. And I, you know, I was thinking about this because I also wrote down the 600 million who don't have regular access to electricity, and you know, I think listeners in the U.S. I have listeners all over the world, which is amazing in and of itself, but uh, you know, folks in the U S cannot wrap their head around that. You, you're right. It's almost twice the population of the United States. And also the, you know, earning one to $2 a day or even $4 a day. Yeah. It, it's, you know, of course it's all relative to, to where you live, but still that just is not enough. I also want to mention that if you have investments that are not impact focused here at Horizons, we can help you with that. And we'd love to help you with that. Uh, if you want to know more about the impact of your current portfolio, we can help with that too. So give us a call at uh, 505-982-9661 and ask for Johan Klausen or email info at
1: and I'm going to tell the listening audience, here's the thing, is that if you have any questions about today's guests or even previous guests on the podcast, reach out to Kim. Uh, she yeah. does a lot of research <laughs> before she invites. Oh, no, seriously. You, you do so much research before you invite folks on and and you know a lot. And, and so you can point them in the right direction if they're interested in, in working with any of these groups, um, which, which I love. So again, yeah. you already gave your contact information. I
0: did. It's Well, you can contact me directly too at, at Kim at HorizonsSFS.com.
1: Absolutely. I'm here. Yep, you are. Uh, Lade, Haley, again, thank you so much for your time and, and all the great information today and taking time because the audience hasn't heard this yet, but you're like, it's like the middle of the night for you guys. So thank you right. for hanging out and, and chilling <laughs> with us at nighttime. Uh, it's now a nighttime podcast. That's fantastic. <laughs> and then of course, Kim, thank you uh, for all you do. And our last thank you, of course, goes to the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast with Kimberly Grego Kyle. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Kim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we truly humbly ask you to share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review as this actually helps others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Horizons Sustainable Financial Services, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank
0: you for listening to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Griego-Kyle the Sustainable Responsible Impact Investing Podcast, reminding you that it's time to invest like you give a damn. If you have questions about this podcast or topics you'd like to hear addressed on an upcoming podcast, please email me at kim at griego-kyle.com. That's G-R-I-E-G-O hyphen K-I-E-L dot com or give Horizons a call at 505-982-9661 and be sure to ask for Johan Klausen. Don't forget to click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available and to share this podcast with colleagues, friends, and family. The companies I may speak about during the podcast are not recommendations for investment. Only you and your financial advisor can determine what the right investments are for you. Kimberly Griego-Kyle produces this podcast on behalf of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, Inc. is a registered investment advisor registered with the SEC. Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, Inc. and its financial professionals do not render tax or legal advice. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, Inc. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. None of this content may be used or duplicated without the express written agreement of the podcast host.